Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Feel the pulse of real life on 657 AM. 657 AM Radio Pulpit coming to you live. We trust, we believe the Father is doing you good. Blessing you so much in a mighty, mighty way. Thank you so much to Johan Els, who's been taking you through the joyride. In a time like this, a nation needs to be stirred up, to be warmed at, to be kept warm, with sentiments being passed on of goodwill, mercy and love, and forgiveness and peace. That's what you find on his show all the time. That's what you get from his presentation. Thank you so much again to him. What an honorable service. And we know one day the father is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Johan else there. He's back with you tomorrow and taking you through in the morning. Right. Wednesday live it is. 14 minutes, even after six and... Uh, let me welcome our guests. Let me start with uh, Pastor Samuel Kabamba. Professor, greetings to you, sir. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much for having us again today. We greet you and we greet uh, every single individual who's going to speak out of us today. I greet Muruti um, Muraka and I greet Brother Baruti. And uh, truly, we're going to have a wonderful time. May God bless all of us. Thank you so much. Welcome, sir. We welcome you very much. And uh, my Aki, Baruch Yahu, welcome, my Aki. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor uh, Elkadi, uh, for the opportunity once more. And I say shalom to you, shalom to Professor Kabamba, and to all the listeners of Radio uh, Pulpit uh, who will be listening to this interesting conversation where we will be unpacking the things that relate to the reign of the heaven. Hallelujah. 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 And to my friend and brother at all times, through thick and, tea, and thin, Muriti uh, Karabumraka, <laughs> greetings to you, sir. Welcome. <laughs> greetings, my beloved brother, and greetings to Professor Kabamba, greetings to Malahaki, and greetings to all listeners of Radio Pulpit in the mighty name. Of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen to that. Amen to that. Welcome to it. And uh, of course, I had meant to play a song, you know, uh, and a beautiful one. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but time seems to have uh, played a constraint on us uh, of a sort, you know. And in that, you know, we basically. Uh, really need to be looking forward to to the aspect, you know. Right. Um, so, are you willing, and, and let me ask all the guests, are you willing that we continue and uh, do part two of uh, spiritual dullness? Are you willing? Are you, are you willing? Professor, are you willing? Uh, I don't have a problem. We can still continue with that. It's up to, uh, you know, if, uh, if it's okay, we can still, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't have a problem. Mayaki, Parukiahu. 
I am willing. Sorry, uh, before I continue, uh, Pastor Ray, I didn't meet uh, Pastor Moraka because I thought you, you only mentioned Professor, so I thought he was not going to join us. So, uh, shalom to him. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, I am, it's okay for us to can continue spiritual dance. Because we had said we will take it to part two, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buruti Muraka. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm all willing. <laughs> <laughs> we should take it to part two. Then, then the following week we will do spiritual drought, uh, the implications yeah. of it and what it is even all about. Dullness continued, you know. Uh, I'm looking at the notes here, and uh, it tells us that uh, we will take this to part two. And uh, which is, you know, that we absolutely go on with this. And then I want to say sorry to Baruch Yahu because uh, Jack has written on the podcast that you are, uh, uh, he said what? He said what? He said, Ark Ak Michael, did he say that? He, he wrote something <laughs> because he lost your name there or somewhat somehow. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I really apologize. <laughs> I I really, 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 really apologize. You know, I I must make it right with him just to give him information even more, uh, and write it to him. Yeah. Sorry about that. Right. Uh, of course, as I said, uh, it is important that we look into this. Um, we look into part two, uh, which is seeking solutions. Uh, of dealing with spiritual dullness, that we have so much of it taking place, what needs to be done, you know, when we face such a time of spiritual dullness? What has to be done? What can be done? What should not be done, you know? Uh, it's things that we will be looking into, and I trust that as we do so, the Father will just do you good. And bless you so much in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Right. What needs to be done when we deal with dullness? What needs to be done? You know, we see the word or scripture is referring to the dullness of the disciples. It means those who study the word. And also um, the, the dullness that... Um, uh, regards the the very same one that are known as Israel, and of course the dullness in general, you know. And last week we spoke of it, defining it as a spiritual unresponsiveness and a disinterest, a spiritual disinterest. Remember when we read chapters like eight um, Acts chapter twenty eight verses twenty seven, for the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have become closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. You know, and Romans 131 says, Undescending, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. That is the stature of dullness. When people are like that, Second Timothy speaks of, in chapter 3, verses 7, says, Always learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth, yet always learning. That's why I spoke about 
those who refer to themselves as the disciples, uh, you would find a spiritual darkness of a sort going on there. So we are going to look into that, and I trust as we do so, we are looking forward to what should be done with regards to this. What should be done with regards to this? Matthew chapter 15, verse 16, Yahusha HaMashiach says, Are you also still without understanding? To me, first and foremost, it says then, to deal with spiritual dullness, one should ask the Father to grant us what one can refer to as a spiritual understanding. Ish. That we need this. Okay, Matthew 16 verses 11 says, How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread? But to beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We need spiritual understanding. A dullness can never be removed without such. Others would call it revelation. Spiritual comprehension. But we need this. Luke chapter 9 verses 45 says, But they did not understand this saying, and it was hidden from them, so that they did not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about it, saying, you know, now check it out, check it out. They did not understand, for it was hidden. They did not perceive. The concept of understanding, and I spoke of spiritual perception, the concept of understanding seems to be coming for when one reads far much more when the father and Yahusha HaMashiach speaks with regards to the people's ignorance. And he speaks about us being devoid of the understanding that he gives through his Ruach, his spirit. That's one thing that we need to look into, therefore. And um, Luke 18, it says, verse 34, But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. A dullness is like that. But it shows that there is a need for understanding in order to curb the darkness of dullness. Luke twenty-four twenty-five. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Here's another aspect that comes. There's a need for faith. There's a need for faith to believe all that the prophets have spoken. John 14 verses 9, Jesus, it says Jesus, but it's Yahusha. Yahusha HaMashiach said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? We need spiritual sight, that our eyes be opened. We should not find ourselves, for example, on the way to Emmaus, talking to a stranger who sounds familiar, and not seeing that it is actually our master. There's a need in order to curb a lot of spiritual dullness. I mean, you go to churches, man, you'll be shocked. 
You hear people sharing, you'll be shocked. And some of the people arguing on social networks will be shocked. You will be shocked at how at some stage, you know, for example, when Muruti Muraka speaks of something and someone just comes in and ridicules what he's saying, it's a shocking exhibition of dullness. Quite sad. Some of the comments people are leaving, or some of the things that people are saying about people we know who speak the truth. I get angry, get bazaloan. Angry, angry when a month call on Marumo fast. From your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet, join this life on six five seven AM. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp zero six seven four two nine seven five six four. Or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home, or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, let me start with you, Muruti. Let me start with you, Muruti Muraka. How do we deal with spiritual dullness? What are some of the solutions that we need to be looking into? Yes, uh, thank you, my brother. Uh, as you have been showing us from the scriptures, uh, especially how our Lord and our Savior uh, spoke to those that were close to him, his disciples, mm. uh, making them realize that it's important to be spiritually sharp. To, to be like an X which is uh, sharpened, which has been made keen instead of being dulled. You know, in, in Ecclesiastes, uh, King Solomon says something there in uh, chapter 10, verse 10. He says, if the earth is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more ability, but wisdom brings success. So, what are some of the things which we need to do to deal with dullness? Uh, I believe the most important is to sharpen the edge, sharpen the face to sharpen the person, 
Eh, well, there, it, the, in Romans chapter 12, the Word of God says this. Uh, even as the apostle was encouraging the brethren in Rome, he said to them the following words in Romans chapter 12. And that speaks to sharpening the edge, sharpening the the faith, the uh, the person. He said in verse eleven, not lagging in diligence, fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord or bond serving the Lord. Now that agrees with Revelation chapter three, where our Lord spoke to the churches, and then he was through his angels speaking to church number seven, which is the church of Laodicea. He said to them in verse 15, I know your works, and you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Hmm. Because you say, and these are the indicators of the, the people who are uh, lukewarm, the people who are spiritually dark. He says, because you say, I am rich. I become wealthy and have need of nothing. Hmm. And yet you do not know that you are wretched. You are miserable. You are poor. You are blind. And you are naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garment that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be manifested and anoint your eyes with salve that you may see as many as I like I convict and I discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Change your thinking. So, one of the most key actions to take in terms of dealing with spiritual dullness is to make sure that we are fervent in and by the Spirit. And the fervent of the Spirit is when we remain in His Word and His Word remain in us. Because once we remain in His Word, in other words, we build on no other philosophy except the Word of God. We do not shape our life by any other teaching except the teaching that has been provided for us in the scriptures. When we remain that way, changing our thinking, where maybe some things we were taught when we were young, and then when we come across the Word of God, the Holy Spirit shows us that those things are wrong. We need, first of all, to change our thinking. Ditch what we always regarded as uh, uh, important and 
accept what the word says. In other words, it is a wise thing to reject what we have always taken as correct when the word of God shows us that it is wrong. Mm. That way, we are on the right path of, of, of uh, doing away with spiritual dullness. Mm. And uh, he names a few things there in the in the book of Revelation. It means we are born blind spiritually. So we need to always bring ourselves under the authority of the Spirit of God and ask Him to give constantly to us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, as you were saying earlier on. Mm. In Proverbs, it says, in your seeking, seek wisdom. Yeah. Uh, 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 and in your seeking, seek understanding. Understanding is the principal thing. Mm. So it is important to have the eyes of our pondering, the eyes of our deep thinking, to be opened by the spirit of wisdom, by the spirit of revelation, as we said earlier on. Not a revelation which we have come to uh, uh, throw around and say, yeah, I've received revelation about this. I've received, no, no, no. Revelation in terms of seeing what is the will of the Father so that we can do the will of the Father and not our own will. And one of the things he says, we must get white garments from him. In other words, we should not seek our own righteousness. We should seek his righteousness, even as we are seeking the kingdom. Seek his righteousness, and we will be clothed in righteousness. And one of the things is, he says we should seek the wealth that comes from him. Doesn't it make us wonder why our Lord and our Savior spoke to a young man who was rich, who wanted to inherit the kingdom of God, and he said to him, uh, do the commandments. And he said, ah, I've been doing those things I was young. And then he said to him, okay, go and sell everything that you have. That is what you are letting now. Go and sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. And, and the way tells us that man went away very sad because he was very rich. You see, he was not rich towards God. He mm. was rich towards himself. And this is what we have been taught in the Word. If we remain in His Word, and His Word remain in us, we learn that we should be rich towards God. And indeed, regard ourselves poor uh, as we are using whatever God puts in our hands to be rich towards Him by taking care of the widows, by taking care of the uh, often by taking care of those that are deprived, by taking care of those that are um, uh, uh, poor. And these things we can do if we are working lockstep with uh, the Spirit of God. Amen. Mm. I hear you well. I hear you well, sir. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. 
Pastor Sam, let me bring this to you again, sir. Um, what are the solutions, man? I've read the verses, but I want to add more verses here. Uh, Romans chapter 3, verses 11 gives us a clue. It says, there is no one who understands because there is no one who seeks after Yehuah, our Yehuah, our Elohim. There's no one who understands because no one seeks after him. People are seeking after churches. They're seeking after ministers. They're seeking after uh, pastors and bishops. Uh, They're seeking after their denominations and persuasions, you know. They're seeking after their own doctrines. It says no one seeks after him. The creator says no one seeks after him. Um, that is why they are devoid of understanding. That is why there is a dullness because no one seeks after him. Matthew 6.33 becomes something that is brushed off. It's written in some, some mission statements of denominations and churches and ministries and organizations but they basically are not well versed towards it and when i say well versed i mean they're not students of it they don't follow that we we put these nice verses there but we don't seek after him i once saw this one it says looking unto jesus it says looking unto jesus it didn't say looking unto Yahuwah. I wish it could have said that. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfect of our faith. Now, if they are referring to Yahuwah, we know that that's, a, that's not his name. But if they are re- referring to Yahuwah, looking unto him, we become translated. We, we look like him. And, and you look at the ministry, they don't look unto him. They are looking unto their own prosperity teachings and what, 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 and what, 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 and what, 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 and splits and fights and songs and celebrities and all that. But it's no longer unto the one they say they profess to worship. Romans 3.11, there is none who understands semicolon, which means there must be an explanation that comes after that. It's a complete sentence. There must be an explanation that shows as to why that is. And it says there is none who seeks after Yahuwah. None who seeks after Yahuwah. Everyone seeks to have a job, seeks to have what, what, seeks to have a what, what, seeks. None seeks after him. And the solution is to seek after him. Professor. Uh, thank you very much for the question. <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, concept here. You know, um, the Bible, as you said, as you read, uh, read in uh, Romans uh, 3.11, that uh, there is no one who understands, and there is no one who seeks for God. Now, uh, the good question is, why do people don't seek for God? Why do people not really uh, uh, thirsty or angry to know God. What is making people to not be into those uh, positions of seeking God? No, uh, I will blame. First of all, I will come. Uh, I will blame ourselves as uh, as leaders. People who have uh, received the word. Uh, what are we doing with the word? 
In, in Matthew uh, 28, the Bible speaks, uh, Jesus got speaking to the disciples. He said something. He said, uh, verse 18 and uh, 20, this is a great commission, as you know. He said, uh, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples all the nations. There's a word that we've uh, discussed uh, many times, the word disciple. And we understand that disciple is a, is a learner. Uh, somebody who is uh, there to, to learn and uh, is given to something. Go and make all, I mean, make uh, disciples all nations. Have the people to learn of me. Believe in me and obey my word. This big responsibility has been given to all of us, especially uh, leaders. Go and ask the people to learn of me. Now, here you've given the scripture says that if people don't understand because nobody seeks after God. Mm. Why? Because they don't see why they have to seek after him because nobody has told them, nobody has made them to become disciples of Christ. Somehow they are disciples of other saints or disciples of other men of God, disciples of I mean, uh, uh, some denominations. They are disciples of many, many things, and they don't see why they have to seek after God. They can only seek after their men of God, or they can only seek after their, their, their leaders. And that's what they know. Mm. I mean, the teachings haven't been given to them in a proper way, meaning that the understanding of them coming out of this spiritual darkness they cannot come out of it because whatever they know is what they what they've been told. Mm. They have a picture of what is been told, what they've learned, and whatever they've learned is not to become disciples of Christ, but to become disciples of other people. Mm. And this is the issue that we are having today in the church, whereby people you 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 will think that people when they go to church they have an understanding of why they go to church. Yeah. We we'll think that people, when they, when they carry the Bible, they have an understanding of why they're carrying the Bible. We we'll think that, I mean, people understand whatever goes on into the, the congregation when it comes to God. We we'll, would we'll think that. But in reality, people are not aware of who God is because they've told them, if you want to pray to God, there is a man of God who can pray for you who is in touch with God, I mean, all the time, he can seek God for you and give an answer. They never told them that, I mean, you can pray for yourself. You can have time of fellowship with your father, and he will speak to you. They never come up with that. Now, a lot of people today, when you come to their life, they don't have a personal relationship with God. Why? Because they've been relying on their men of God or their women of God for years. And they don't see why they have to seek for God. I mean, there's no such excitement whereby you can tell somebody go into prayer and you see a person going into prayer with excitement. They don't see that. Because somebody does it for them. Now, these are teachings that have been given into our uh, congregation, into our assemblies, into our denomination for years, and that it has uh, taken root. And people cannot see otherwise. They are stuck. 
And the solution today, I think we need to go back to the joint board. We need to go back to the people who have received the word. What message are you giving to the people? What are you telling the people? Because today, you know, we've, at one point we've spoken about the state of readiness of the Lord. Are people ready for Jesus? How can they be ready for Jesus if they don't know Jesus? How can they be ready for Jesus if they don't even understand who is Jesus and when is he going to come and what is he going to come to do? In fact, today, you know, uh, death, uh, death, is like, death is has become a punishment for some. When they talk about death, like, hey, now it's my, my life is over. Why death supposed to be uh, uh, a transition from this life to a better life? You know, Christians are supposed to be somehow not, I'm not saying it's supposed to be going and embrace death, but somehow when death comes, for them it has to be uh, a, a, a joyful thing because they are living deep life of, of suffering to a better life. But you see, that people haven't been taught in a proper way. Teaching hasn't been given proper, properly. And people are not growing to become. And because they are not growing, they are not disciples of Christ. Because he says, go and make disciples all nations. Teach them. Help them to learn and to learn of me. Believe in me and obey my word. And you mentioned uh, Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek you first the kingdom of God. Seek God and his way of doing things. Seek him. Find him. When you find him, then whatever you need, you shall get. Now, today it's not about seeking God. Today it's about getting what God can give to you. When people come to church, they don't come to seek God. They come to receive what God can give to them. But somehow, they don't even create that relationship with that God. They create a relationship with their, with their, with their father, in, in, uh, the spiritual father or the spiritual mother or whoever that, they can, um, that is leading them. Mm. And this is where I believe that uh, somehow we need to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, what kind of message are we being given? Because if we have to talk about understanding, what kind of understanding? Just to be the understanding of the Word of God. And if it has to be from the Word of God, meaning that the teaching has to be properly given. Mm. We need to mm. go back and start teaching properly. Because today, you know, I will uh, give this illustration. It has made me so sad. I mean, I've been following... And nowadays, I'm even told my, my wife, I said, but, you know, most of us today, we are falling into the same basket because of some people who have gone ahead, somehow they've gone ahead of us, they've made mistakes, and now, because of their mistakes, all of us, we have been seen with a certain eye, or people are watching us with a certain eye. And there's no, uh, I mean, there's no value to, to, to add to whatever that is going on as, as Christianity, if you can call it that way. You see, I saw a picture of a, of a certain prophet. Actually, people are kind of now laughing at him in a way. They said, you come and prophesy on people's uh, cell phone numbers and all and all that. Mm. While the country is going into trouble, but you are able to prophesy and tell the prophesy and reveal all these corrupt, corrupt uh uh, how do you call corrupt agents or corrupt ministers? We're supposed to reveal those so that then we know that our money cannot be uh, eaten by crooks. Somehow, reveal that because we need to know them. We need to know that the money that you are contributing every month is going to some crooks out there, but you're wasting time coming to church and telling people your cell phone numbers, this and that and that. People say, but why are you wasting time? Why are you joking with the work, with the work of God? 
Mm. Why don't you go for things that you, I mean are, are very I mean, are, are considered people things that are, are really people I mean want to know? Then coming to tell oh no your 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 mom if you are not succeeding is because of your auntie. But do we really need to know that? <laughs> we need to know who is stealing money in in the in the country. We need to know who is who is who is doing this who is doing that. Now you know when I followed that, it made me feel bad. I said you know what. Some people that are misusing even the gifts that God has given to them. Some people, they don't even know, they don't even understand the authority that they have when it comes to the gifts that they have received from the Lord. They don't know the authority. They don't understand what they are carrying. But then, because they don't understand, some they've gone into what you call, I mean, they've, uh, they, they've gone astray. They've missed it altogether. Now, based on all this, the teaching is, is not properly given, and if it's not properly given, now the, we have a wrong understanding. There's a wrong understanding, because the key to, 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 I mean, to spiritual darkness is understanding. Meaning that we need to properly understand what God is saying to the church. If we understand what Yeshua is saying to the church, then we've made it big time. If we don't understand, then we know what, we're just going in circle. And that's exactly what is going on. And I believe, if you can go back and say, the people that you are leading in our churches are not our disciples. They are class disciples. Now, let's now teach them what Christ wants them to learn and understand and obey. When we teach them that, and then we show them how they can become a relational, how they can relate to God. And we teach them how they can relate to God. And they start now building up their relationship with God. And our job will be well done. Because today what we do, we want to keep people slaves. We want to keep people I mean, uh, into our own pocket. We don't want them to go far away from us because if we keep them all, then they won't be our customers anymore. We want to keep them around so that they may continue giving money. We don't want to teach them. And because of this, people continue to live a life not of, uh, of, of freedom, but they live a life of bondage. And I believe as we're talking tonight, that let's now revisit our teachings. Let's teach the truth. Not the good things that makes people feel uh, good for a few minutes. Let's teach them the truth that will make them reason. And when they reason, after reasoning, they come out, they come out strong enough to, to withstand, come out strong enough to face any situation into their lives. That's what we want to, 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 to do. And I believe if we can do that, the church of the Lord, the church of Jesus Christ will find again its, its way and the foundation will be well established and we can go forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Professori. Thank you. I appreciate. And uh, we, we are looking into solutions, man. How do we come up? You know, um, uh, you know, uh, how do we solve this? You know, uh, how do we get around this? As they say in, um, in our field, how do we get around this? How do we solve this? We're talking about that, and I trust that the Father is doing you well, blessing you so much in a mighty way. Of course, we are looking into this very aspect, you know, to say, uh, what is the solution? Seeking solutions in dealing with spiritual dullness. We are looking into this. 
And uh, of course, just after this, just after this, we continue just in a jiffy. Faith, hope, and love. Experience victory in your life on 657 AM. You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t-shirts, caps, and other branded products will also be available on eCompanion, your one-stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on Shop. T's and C's apply. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Hear the word and renew your life on 657 AM. Words of truth and value. You'll find it on 657 AM. All right, 657 AM Radio Pulpit coming to you live. We trust the Father is doing you well. Blessing you so much in a mighty way. And that way is Yahusha HaMashiach. And of course, we are looking into solutions in dealing or seeking solutions of dealing with spiritual dullness the part two of the program we did previously about dullness now psalms 82 verses 5 says they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness all the foundations of the earth are unstable so we are not spinning around uh, 960,000 kilometers an hour uh, around the sun we are not spinning like that uh, uh, when it speaks about fi- uh, unstable foundations means there are foundations this must be anchored the earth must be anchored somehow it says they do not know but let's leave that for another day they do not know nor do they understand they walk about in darkness all the foundations of the earth are unstable the lack of knowledge the lack of understanding and to an extent that people are not aware that they are wallowing in darkness. The very absence of the knowledge of that, that we are in the dark, the very absence of being aware of what darkness is like, is a key factor that makes dullness to become so prevalent. The issue is to deal about darkness and also to bring knowledge and understanding. We spoke about understanding, but also to bring knowledge into this, then we will be able to get right with regards to solutions. That is Psalms 82 verses 5. You can look it up there. Check it out also. Ezekiel 33 verses 5, the lack of warning. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. We overlook warnings that the Father, our Elohim, is bringing to us. 
We overlook them. We ridicule people who are messengers. People who are even explaining the scriptures even far much more clearly. We ridicule them because they do not conform to our theology. It is quite sad. Parukiahu, my Aki. What comes to mind? Salam and Chuda. Salam. May the work take over. I'm going to try and be close. And Aki, I hope you, you have, a, you have a, 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 the internet there because there's maybe two scriptures that I want you to read for us in order to bring our listeners up to speed. Now, with all what has been said, I, I, I agree with everything that has been said. But then the question that I want to bring is that how do we seek after whom we do not know? Mm. We speak of all these beautiful things. We speak of knowledge, the spirit of knowledge that it must be there, understanding, revelation, and wisdom. Are we ready? How many of us how many of us that upon his coming they will be able to identify him? Because he says, many shall come in my name. That would mean that there would be imposters in this whole thing. Mm. Now the scriptures that I kindly want us to look at, it is using the King James Version, is the book of number six and the book of uh, the book of uh, Ezekiel chapter 8. Mm. Right? Both in King James Version. Uh-huh. Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. All and right. if, if you could read for me number 1 and 2, and then we can jump to number 5. All right. Uh... I won't use the internet because I have plus minus five computers here which are functional, which okay. are holding on the program. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm operating alone here. There are no assistants. There are no... Hey, they have one daddy. All right. Let me, let me read it from the side. Then I think so. I think All so. Right. Yes. Okay. So I want, I want... This is much clearer in the King James Version. Yeah. Right. So I want us all to Which which King James are you referring to? Oh okay. Don't, don't, okay. Don't, don't answer my question. Okay. Uh, I see I see no no no. Yeah it's it's a wrong question. Go on sir. Alright. So in the in the New King James the heading of, of the, the paragraph says the law of the Nazarite. Of the Nazareth. Of the Nazareth, right? Mm. I will use the name Yah because he's already revealed that his name is Yah from Psalm 68, number 4. Yeah. So it's uh, Then Yah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Yasharal mm. and say to them, right? Yeah. When, when a man or a woman concentrates an offering to take a vow, of the Nazarite mm-hmm. to separate himself from Yah. Mm-hmm. So the, the other speaks now of the drinks and all that, but I wonder because of time to look at number five. Yeah. Number five says all, all the, the days, days mm. of the vow of his separation 
No razor has come upon his head until the days are fulfilled of which he separates himself to Yah. Mm-hmm. He shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of the hair on his head to grow. Yeah. Aki, my question is, which people are familiar with what is called locks on their head? Yes, yes, yes. I'm asking you. It is us. It is us. people of a melanin color. Yes. So now we can now identify who the Nazarite people are. The Nazarite people are. Mm. By By now the scripture is giving a description of the type of the hair. Mm. So now we can say, okay, we're going somewhere now. Then we can take the second scripture, which is the book of uh, Isaiah chapter Ezekiel, so Ezekiel chapter 8. Yeah. Right? And in there, uh, we see Yahuwah speaking to his prophet Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And number three also in the New King James, he says, and he stretched out, so this is what Yahuwah does to him, he said, and he stretched out a form of a hand. You said uh, Ezekiel chapter who? Chapter 8. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Eight. Verses? Right. So we start, uh, let's do number 3. Okay. He stretched out, yes. Number 3. Yeah. Okay. So now, he says, and he, who could he, Yahuwah, yeah, Stretched out a form of a hand, mm. and he took me by the lock <laughs> of my hand. Okay. <laughs> now, if you said that the people who are familiar with locks are people that are so-called black, then we have a problem mm. because we have followed or seen images. And we follow them and we say or calling people that are not of ours. We have followed religion that was brought by people that are not us. Mm. Aki, we can take the story of any uh, something that people can relate to. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Mandela goes to school and the teacher cannot be able to pronounce Kholisasa. And mm. he says, your name is Nelson. Aish. And the identity is hidden. That name is not heard. Mm. He, now the world knows him as Nelson, which was not his name. Mm. That's an example. Today we have our children who are in Model C schools, who cannot speak our languages. Yeah. At the age of two, they are starting to speak to them in English. Mm. Right now, we are having a show discussing. We are not using any of our language as a medium of instruction. Yeah. But it is a language that comes from another country. Mm. Now, if we take, it's exactly the same that there is just like a language when they attack, when they attack a, a nation or a tribe, the first thing that they would fight to do is to take the scrolls and to burn them. Because once the scrolls are burned, the identity of that nation is lost. 
Now we have an identity crisis. If you agree that the people of Locke are of a melanin color, and here we are now, thinking that there are uh, other nations or thinking about something else, you know? Now, when uh, I just want to bring to, 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 to uh, uh, dash out a little bit to say, normally we, look, we can look at what we call a strong concordance. It's a dictionary mm. that we can try to translate the names and the words, right? Yeah. Now, this word lock, it means two things. It is uh, uh, H, people can, can type and Google strong concordance and type H6734. Mm. A lock can be identified as part of clothing, and a lock can be identified as part of the head. Mm. Now, I want us to go to the book of Numbers chapter 15. Yeah. On Numbers chapter 15, with, with, a, true, with a true life version, but the others would still, I think, do, it says, and Abdul spoke to Masha. Sorry, number 15, number 37. Right? It says, the Abdul spoke to Moshe, saying, speak to the children of Yasharal again, and say to them, they are to make themselves fringes. Fringes is, I don't know what you, if you know what it's called, a secret. Mm. It's those things that, that are like their own clothing that are, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 it's like they are, they are dress of, let me call them locks of the flow of clothing, mm. right? So that we can relate. So it says they are to make for themselves fringes on the corners of their garments throughout generations. And they are to put a blue coat on each seat of fringes. Now, my, when we go to, to scripture, we can take, for instance, Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, number 56 says, And wherever they went, or, or let me leave Mark for now, if you look at uh, Luke, to Luke, uh, Luke number 8. 43, the scripture of a woman who, who was bleeding, suffering from hominage, right? So mm. it says, uh, Luke chapter 8, number 43, I want the listeners to be able to write this down. Now, there was a woman who had been suffering from hom- hemorrhage, right? Mm. For 12 years, though she had spent all the years on physician. No one could cure her. She came up behind the master and she touched the fringes of the clothes. The fringes that are spoken of in number 15. He touches the fringes of the clothes and immediately the, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Mm. So we can still identify and track that this was what was told the Nazarite, because remember Matthew chapter 2, number 23, and he came and he dwelt in the city called Nazarite. That is to be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. He shall be called a Nazarite. Mm. Now, 
we have clearly identified. When we speak of Nazareth, we can speak also of Samson, the man who had seven locks on his head. If we go to the book of Judges chapter 16, if we go to the book of Judges chapter 13, that those locks are starting to identify a type of people. Now, we have been following, we have been preaching, and these people, scriptures have been taken, have been changed to suit people of a certain type of color. Please, may I use the disclaimer not to put the station in trouble, that mm. these are my words, yeah. you know, because it is about, and he shall let, we are now talking about the color of the hair and the dress code, and the dress code. Now we see in various books as well, if we can go to Acts, number, Acts chapter 21, mm. from number 22, right? Acts 21, 22, it speaks of Paul. And what then? The assembly must certainly meet, for we will hear that you have come. Therefore, do not do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take yeah. them and be purified with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their hair. Now, they are referring which vow? The vow that we read about in the book of Numbers chapter 6. Because it clearly identifies Paul also as a person who was a Nazarite. So mm. now, we have lost all this and we are following other nations and we have lost the identity. That is why I say, when Yahusha, our master, even the name that today, we are calling him with a name that we do not know. He, he was not called when the, when the angel was sent to the mother. Did he say, did they give him the name that we are calling him today? Or is it the name that has been changed by uh, people that are, are scribing or that are translating scripture? We've got to be careful to know that the scripture is speaking about us. Yahuwah, take Moshe from Egypt because they have now started to follow the idols of the land. And he takes him out to separate him, to teach him his name, <coughs> excuse, so that he can come back and re-announce his name. Because everything that they've been doing is out of darkness, following the idols of the land of Egypt. This is now what we are in the Egypt of today. And now, the true name needs to come. We need to come to a realization of who we are as the chosen nation. When you read the book of Lamentation 5, why does it say the slaves have taken our crown? If we can believe that a certain country out there, that they are the custodians of all of this, then we are liars. Mm. Then we do not know who we are. And I'm hoping that maybe next week or as time goes on, I can be able to come and share the names that have been changed from the book of Judges 1, which clearly identify parts here in South Africa. Parts that are with, uh, uh, towns that we are, we are familiar with. Mm. To say that this has been changed.
It is not about other people. It is about us because the deliverer is coming to save us. We are in captivity. We are in captivity. The last thing that I can say, when you read, I think, the book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 5, he speaks of his locks as well. From the lineage of David, from the lineage where the Messiah comes, he says, he speaks of, you know, he speaks of, 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 of the locks of his head. So we can clearly start to identify that when we go to Second Samuel chapter 17, First Samuel chapter 17, it speaks of a boy who was rudish in color. What color was that? The color which you see most horses are on, uh, the color of the, the horses that is like a bit reddish, that is the color. Mm. All right. Please continue, my Aki. I hear you well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, my Aki. And uh, of course, we are talking about the issue of dealing with spiritual dullness. And all our guests have their perspectives with regards to this. Please take note of that. And uh, when we come back, I'd like us to look even more on this issue and see what more of the solutions are there according to Scripture. From your ear, to your heart, to your mouth, to your feet. Join this life on 657 AM. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity. 